Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Lego Batman movie on today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. So I watched this movie last night. It was February 9th, release Thursday for the film. Uh, you know, I went to a late showing, hoping that there would be nobody there. There, for the most part, wasn't. There were a few people, uh, probably just the right number of people, so that um, I, I often find that if you go to a film with a lot of comedic elements or big action movie, like a Marvel movie or something like that, and the crowd is like half-filled or better, that the reactions from the crowd can sometimes overpower parts of the audio from the movie, which irritates me when that happens. Uh, But there were about, I don't know, 15 people there max. Uh, It was perfect. It was great. And uh, like I said in my review episode, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, really funny. Uh, some problems here and there, uh, more than the Lego movie, but all in all, I had a great time, and (laughs) I laughed really hard. So, uh, yeah, so I saw it yesterday, February 9th, 2017. Uh, I clocked it at 97 minutes as the runtime, which is uh, odd because... I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's not odd. Most websites list runtimes longer than they actually are. But either way, uh, my synopsis for this movie is Batman has relationship problems with the Joker, his newly adopted son, and the new police commissioner. Those are pretty much the big three right there. Uh, you know, it's, it's Batman trying to figure out what those people are to him in a sense. Uh, it currently has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I gave it a 79. So, that puts it squarely at number one for this year, uh, and only one of only two films that even has a better than 50 rating from this year. Uh, the other is No Other Way to Say It, which is a short film that you can probably find on YouTube, or that you can definitely find on YouTube. No Other Way to Say It. Um, but Lego Batman movie, the second movie in the Lego franchise, and that puts the Lego franchise at number 12 overall in terms of, uh, average rating for a series. Uh, it is one, two, three, four, five, six, the seventh highest rated series with two films in that series. Uh, so some series ahead of it, uh, how to train your dragon, Fantasia, uh, inside out, which is kind of a stretch. There's a short film connected to Inside Out called Riley's First Date. But Lego Lego franchise is uh, right there in 12, which is very, very high. So they're doing well for themselves. Uh, Yeah, so the director of this movie is Chris McKay, who... Uh, this is the first film that I've seen of his, and he's most well known for doing Robot Chicken, 
as the TV show. And this film gives him a average film rating of 79, a value of 2, a score of 81, and a rank of 506th. So a uh, very good debut. I know that he's being that he's working with the he's producing the Lego Ninjago movie and uh, also working with the directors of the Lego Movie Two. I also read an interview that he is uh, constantly in talks with uh, Jeff Johns to work on a uh, live-action DC movie, which I would love to see. I think he did a really great job on this, so hopefully he can uh, do some more. There are a lot of writing credits, uh, five to be exact. Four of them are brand new to the spreadsheet. That it, Those are Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Jared Stern, and John Whittington, who all debut with a score of 81 and a rank of 1,205. The only person already on here was Seth Graham Smith, uh, who was the first name listed. I don't know if that necessarily means that he was the primary writer for this film or not, but this is his second film. He was also a part of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies from last year. This raises his average film rating to a 58, his value to a 1, his score to a 59, and his rank to 12, 2,207. And here is the fun part. All of the actors involved in this movie, there are a plethora of them. Uh, you know, at least at least 20, probably more. One of the biggest casts that I've ever experienced. And uh, trying to see here, there was sound department, visual effects. Okay. All right. So we will start from, we will go down in uh, spreadsheet ranking order. So uh, previously ranked number seventh, now at number six is Rafe Fiennes. This is his 27th film. It raises his average film rating to a 73.44. It is the fourth film of his that I've seen rated in the 70s and raises his value to a 56 and his score to a 131.44. So he moves ahead of Helena Bonham Carter uh, with the Lego Batman movie as his 16th best movie overall, coming in just behind Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 and just ahead of The Constant Gardener. Staying in the top at the top of the list here, we have Jonah Hill. This is the 33rd film Jonah Hill has been a part of. It raises his average film rating to a 68.45. It is the seventh film of his, rated in the 70s, and is his 14th film overall. It raises his value to a 53 and his score to a 123.45, moving him up two spots, jumping over Bill Hader and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, the Lego Batman movie comes in just behind Superbad and just ahead of Sausage Party. Um, yeah. Uh, here we go. Num down to Michael Sarah. This is his 12th film. Uh, raises his average film rating to a 74.42. It is his fourth film rated in the 70s that I've seen. 
raises his value to a 24 and his score to a 98.42. It is his sixth movie, best movie overall. And just like Jonah Hill, it slots in right behind Sewerbad and right ahead of Sausage Party. It raises his rank from a 278 to 193rd. Next, Channing Tatum, his small role as Superman. He, This is the 28th film that he has been a part of, raising his average film rating to a 60.68. It is the second film of his rated in the 70s. Uh, and his 10th best movie overall. It raises his value to a 27 and his score to an 87.68. This moves him up 140 spots to 609th. Uh, the Lego Batman movie slots in behind The Book of Life, another animated voice role for Channing Tatum, and just ahead of Foxcatcher. Uh, next we have Chris Hardwick. Uh, who you might know from uh, The Talking Dead or At Midnight, the two TV shows that I've that I, I know he's known for. This is just the third film of his that I've seen, and he's not really an actor so much. Uh, he's uh, the other two films are Harmontown, where he plays himself, and Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, when he was a kid. Uh, this is uh, his. It, this comes in between those two. Uh, raising his average film rating to a 78.67, his value to a 7, and his score to an 85.67, putting his rank at 721st. Will Arnett, the star of the movie, finally, this is his 19th film, and 7th best overall. It is his 5th film, rated in the 70s, and raises his average film rating to a 59. Raises his value to a 22, which puts his score at 81. Uh, the Lego Batman movie comes in just behind Ratatouille and just ahead of Horton Hears a, a Who. Will Arnett jumps into the top 1,000, uh, raising about 200 spots to 962nd. And he does a great job in this movie really great uh, next we have jermaine clement uh, the crab from moana shows up again here and i'm going to try and like pick out roles here which i should have been doing this whole time um so ray fines is alfred Let's see if i can just really quickly michael sarah uh, the voice of robin slash dick grayson uh, jermaine clement voices sauron uh, channing tatum superman jonah hill green lantern Chris Hardwick was a reporter. I think that's everybody so far. Yes, Will Arnett, Batman. Okay. Uh, like Jermaine Clement, like I said, is Sauron. Yes, Sauron from The Lord of the Rings. Uh, this is 10th film, third overall, uh, behind Moana and then Despicable Me, and just ahead of Men in Black 3. It is his third film, rated in the 70s and raises his average film rating to a 65.7. His value is now up to 12, which puts his score at a 77.7. And he moves up 200 spots to 1,180th. Next, we have Ricky Lindholm, uh, who is one half 
of the of the band that she <laughs> comedy duo band uh garfunkel and oats with uh kate mccucci and this is ricky lindholm's fifth film she is the voice of poison ivy it is her third film overall slotting in behind much ado about nothing the uh what's his name oh uh the buffy guy um, I'm going to figure it out. Joss Whedon. That's what I meant. Sliding in right behind Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing and right ahead of the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Raises her value to an 8 and her average film rating to a 69.4 and her score to a 77.4. It jumps her up to 1,198th place. Then we have Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson, who is the voice of Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. This is her 24th film and her fourth best overall, coming in just behind Kids, which I saw very recently, and just ahead of Misrepresentation, where she, a, uh, a documentary where she is herself. This raises her value to a 17 and her average film rating to a 57.08, which puts her score at a 74.08 and raises her rank to 1,417th. Jason Manzukas, who is uh, Rafi from The League, uh, who recently has somewhat of a recurring role on Brooklyn Nine-Nine in a relationship with Rosa. He voices Scarecrow in this movie. This is his third best film, right behind Neighbors and right ahead of Sleeping with Other People. Uh, this is his ninth film and raises his average film rating to a 62.44, his value to a 10, his score to a 72.44, and his rank to 1,525. Next up is Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz voices Catwoman. Uh, she, this is the 10th film of hers that I've seen and her fourth best overall coming in behind X-Men First Class and ahead of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It raises her average film rating to a 58.8, her value to an 11, and her, puts her score at 69.8, to move her up to rank 1,688. Next, there is... Oh, Lego Batman. Adam Devine. Devine? Devine? Uh, the actor, not... Not Adam Levine. Adam Devine, the who is the voice of The Flash in the film. This is his eighth film that I've caught and his fourth overall coming in between Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2. It raises his average film rating to a 59.38, his value to an 8, putting his value, putting his score rather, at a 67.38 
and raises his, raises his rank to 1,848. Uh, he was outside of the top 2,000 before this. He is now back inside it. And uh, I think right now, uh, based on where the spreadsheet's at, I think that the 1,600 point is kind of the cutoff for the top percent. Uh, anything lower than 1,600, rather, uh, is a less than good score currently. Next up, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper voices Phyllis. Phyllis is a, well, I won't spoil that. Uh, it's not a huge role, but it's a significant one. I could not, I could not for the life of me place that voice during the movie. I tried so hard, but it was Ellie Kemper. Uh, this is her ninth film, third best overall, sliding in behind Laggies and ahead of Bridesmaids. It raises her average film rating to a 57.89, her value to an 8, her score to a 65.89, which puts her rank in the top 2,000 at 1,940. Next, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate uh, voices Harley Quinn. This is her ninth film and her second overall, her best being Zootopia and number three being Obvious Child. Lego Batman movie moves her up to 59.89, her value up to five, her score up to 64.89, and her rank just under the top 2,000 at 1,997. Barely making it under the wire. Next, we have the voice of the Joker, which is Zach Galifianakis. This is his 20th film that I've seen, and it is his sixth best overall, coming in behind Puss in Boots and ahead of Youth and Revolt, raising his average film rating to a 52.3, his value to 11, his score to a 63.3, and his rank to 2,092. He was he was a good Joker. He he was good. He I mean he was better than oh what's his name, Jared Leto. But uh, he he didn't do anything special with the role. I guess the the role was special because of the way it was written, not the way he performed it. Next we have Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Eddie Izzard who voices yes Voldemort. Uh, a lot of characters in this movie this is his 11th film his third best overall coming in behind Monty Python and the Holy Grail and ahead of the Beatles 8 days a week it is raising it. sorry it raises his average film rating to a 56 even his value to a 6 so his score is 62, and that moves him up to rank 2,163. Next, we have Hector Elizondo, who voices Jim Gordon. Uh, was a surprisingly small role in the movie. This is his ninth film, third best overall, coming in behind The Book of Life, where he was with Channing Tatum and ahead of The Princess Diaries. It raises his average film rating to a 56.11, his value to a 6, which puts his score at 62.11, uh, 
and moves his rank up to 2,162. Next, we have Mariah Carey, who voices um, Mayor McCaskill. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the fifth film with Mariah Carey in it, and her best film overall, coming in just ahead of Lee Daniels' The Butler. It pushes her value into the positive with a score of one. It moves her average film rating up to 51.6, which puts her score at 52.6, and her rank at 2,632. Next, we have Seth Green, who voices King Kong, of course. Why wouldn't he? Seth Green as King Kong. Uh, This is the 13th film from Seth Green, his second best overall, coming in just behind Guardians of the Galaxy and just ahead of Enemy of the State. It raises his average film rating to a 46.46, his value to a 1, he's now on the positive side as well, and his score to 47.46, which moves his rank about 150 spots up to 2,848. Next, we have the other part of Garfunkel and Oates. That's Kate Micucci. This is her sixth film and second best overall, coming in behind last year's Don't Think Twice. It brings her value up to even, zero. Brings her average film rating up to 42.17, which is the same as her score, and puts her rank at just outside of the top 3,000 with 3,014 getting close to the bottom, and the last person, last person, Doug Benson, who was added to the list because of this movie. Doug Benson voices Bane <laughs> in the film. Uh, this is his sec- This uh, is the second film of his I've seen, the other being a documentary called Heckler, and this introduces him to the list with a fi- average film rating of 66, a value of 2, a score of 68, and a rank of 1,806. So, ton of people in this movie. And I I like that for the purposes of the spreadsheet. Uh, significant movements here. Ray Fiennes up to number 6 overall. And Jonah Hill up to 14th overall. Big a big impact on the top of the spreadsheet and a lot of movement down toward the middle Uh, noticing a lot of people in the like 2200 to 2400 range after this movie and a lot of people coming into the top 1000 as well so good involvement for everyone as far as genres go i tag this with action adventure animation comedy and fantasy it passes the Bechdel test Uh, there are scenes between uh, Barbara Gordon and the mayor McCaskill there are scenes between Barbara Gordon and uh, various villains throughout the film Uh, but but mayor McCaskill is the primary one that uh satisfies because she has a name 
And uh, yeah. And I guess you can't really count Siri. I don't think she talks to Siri anyway. Siri playing the voice of Pewter, which is fun. Uh, Siri's first legitimate voice role in a film. Uh, it is a PG film and is not part of the IMDb Top 250 or my Top 100. It has an 8.1 on IMDb right now, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Academy Award potential. Uh, well, obviously, it, you know, depending on how the other rest of the animated films coming out this year are, it could see a nomination there. I think that would be great. Um, currently, you know, considering that it's pretty much it's the only good feature-length film I've seen this year, I'm considering it for pretty much anything at this point. You know, even things that I know that it won't last long in. So, you know, for currently, for me, looking ahead at 2017's Circle of Film Awards, I'm considering it, I mean, I have to consider it for Best Picture until there's five movies better than it. Uh, best director, same reason. I've got Will Arnett, best male lead. Uh, Michael Sarah, best male supporting. Mm, and that's it. I don't. I don't think Galifianakis did a great job, or Rosario Dawson. Not enough to really put them ahead of like anybody exactly. There's best screenplay, uh, best original song. Who's the Batman? Uh, which plays during the best one of the best scenes currently, which is Batman versus the Rogues, uh, which is an early scene where he kind of defeats all of the standard Batman villains that we've come to know and love. And of course, best special effects. So, I it's unlikely. You know, I mean, for my awards, which are slightly different, it could stick around in a couple of things by the end of the year. As far as the Academy goes, probably only going to see it come up, be talked about for animated film. I, I don't think it'll get anywhere else beyond that. As far as best pictures go, it is currently my best picture from 2017. With a 79, it would be one of the lowest rated years if it were to stay as the best film that I see. Uh... Tied with 1970, which was five easy pieces, and ahead of um, only better than 13 years other than it. Uh, and all of those are older than, like, beyond 1960. So presumably there will be plenty of things better than this uh, to come. But for now, it is the best personal, my personal best film of the year. And my best animated film of the year. It would be the lowest uh, rated best animated film since Lilo and Stitch in 2002, which was also rated a 79. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the next real threat to take over is a film I'm going to be seeing later today, um, John Wick Chapter 2. It's gotten really good reviews, so... There's definitely a chance it could match its predecessor in the 80s range or exceed it, perhaps. We'll see. And uh, you'll find out when John Wick Chapter 2 episode comes out. I intend to do a review episode for that as well. 
and depending on the size of the cast, maybe a statistics episode. I'm not sure yet. And, uh, yeah, that's the Lego Batman movie. Statistics. Not too much else I want to say. I, um, just to kind of give you guys an update on things elsewhere. I am still 14 films short of having seen everything for Oscar season. However, I will be able to knock out nine of those real quick as a nearby theater is showing all of the short films. And so four of the 14 films are animated shorts. Five are live action shorts. Uh, So I'll be able to knock those out really quickly. Uh, There's a theater, another theater nearby that will be showing The Salesman next weekend. So that's 10. Uh, I have access to Land of Mine. That's 11. There's another theater much closer to the, in downtown Pittsburgh, with that'll be showing I Am Not Your Negro. That's 12. That will only leave Watani, My Homeland, short documentary film, and My Life as a Corget or Zucchini, which. I guess I could see Watani My Homeland if I wanted to see all of these short documentary films again, which I kind of don't. So I don't I don't know. I'm gonna see if I can try and find Watani My Homeland in some other fashion before they stop showing it. Uh, hopefully that will work. So I will reasonably only have two films left to see. And uh, if everything goes my way, I might be able to get it all done in the next two weeks before the Oscars air. All right. Um, And then as far as the 2016 Circle of Film Awards go, uh, I am very close to finalizing the nominee, the categories there. uh, And then we'll begin to sort of parse through and decide on what will win at which point i will record the episode release the episode effect change the website to reflect that and then i will uh, make public the 2017 circle of film award nomination page just kind of you can look at it as often as you like see how i update it as i see new 2017 films and uh, go from there Uh, currently i have seen nine films from 2017 uh the average rating of those nine films is a 32.44 so like i said lego batman the first feature-length film to have a better than 43 rating i believe uh i fully expect john wick to at least get a positive score so that'll bump things up too i guess and go from there yeah go from there so that's going to be it for the Lego Batman movie statistics episode. I will be back either tomorrow or the next day with a review for John Wick Chapter 2. Thank you all for listening. You can go to the website, circleoffilm.com, or send me an email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. Come on, baby, when I'm 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.